Um, it is so good to see you all. Um, thank you for being here. Um, back in February, um, there was a meeting of the General Synod, which is, if you like, it's sort of like the government of uh, the Church of England, uh, and I'm a part of that. And uh, if you were here back in February, I gave a sort of short update on the debates in the Church of England uh, about sexuality and about same-sex relationships. Uh, that was back in February. And uh, this last week, uh, you may have seen in the media, at the start of the week, Monday to Wednesday, uh, there was another one of these General Synod series of meetings focused on this whole um, topic and subject. And so I just thought it was right uh, to give you all a bit more of an update. Now, before I do that, I, re I reckon it's particularly important to say, particularly uh, to those here maybe who are fairly new to the church, or, or perhaps you haven't heard us say anything about this whole area before at HTC. So I just want to say two things sort of before I get into the update, if you like. And, and the two things are this. Number one, uh, everyone uh, is welcome at HTC. Uh, whatever your uh, sexual orientation, whatever your theological views on this matter, everybody is so welcome here at HTC. Uh, I long uh, for HDC to be a, a good place where Christians who are gay can feel loved, can feel discipled, can feel pastored, can feel cared for well. And I'm so sad for times uh, here at HDC or, or in the church at large uh, when LGBTQI plus people have been made to feel like a problem to be solved uh, rather than people to be loved. Uh, here at HTC, we are a church that is about radical Christian inclusion. That's number one. Uh, number two, HTC is a place where we sit under the authority of Scripture. We sit under the authority of the Bible. And so the leadership here at HTC, we are consistent in teaching the clear message of the Bible uh, that marriage is between one man and one woman and that marriage is the proper context for sexual intimacy. So we are a church that is about radical Christian holiness. Now, those two things, they are not contradictory. Uh, they're not in opposition. But of course, it is a challenge to hold both of those two things together well. To hold together radical Christian inclusion and radical Christian holiness. But I often think, you know, that is what Jesus did. And so that is what we should be aiming to be about too. You know, picture Jesus in a very, very different situation. There's Jesus with men with, with stones in their hands. You'll remember the story probably in John chapter 9. They're about to let rip on a, a defenseless, frightened woman. And Jesus, he says to those men with the stones in their hands, he says to them, let anyone who is without sin cast the first stone. And what happens? Well, the stones, they drop to the ground, one by one by one, and the men leave until no one is left. It's just Jesus and this woman, this woman who's been discovered having sex with someone outside of marriage. And then Jesus says these words to her. He says, does anyone condemn you? then neither do I condemn you. Go now and leave your life of sin. You see, Jesus, Jesus does not condemn. Jesus is about radical Christian inclusion. And Jesus does not condone either. He says, go now and leave your life of sin. He is about radical Christian holiness. And we here at HTC 
we too, we are looking to be about those two things together. Uh, you know, in, um, in Chinese, the uh, word crisis uh, is made up of two Chinese characters. One represents danger, and the other represents opportunity. And the Church of England, well, it is in a little bit of a crisis at the moment. There is danger, uh, but there is also opportunity. Here, first of all, is the, is the danger, if you like. This is the danger. Uh, in the General Synod meeting this week, by the smallest of margins, the vote uh, was to introduce uh, the option of churches being able to use prayers, blessing people's same-sex relationships in regular church services. And that'll begin in mid-December, we're told. And that vote was 51% to 49% outside of the bishops. So it was a margin that was smaller than Brexit. Um, you know, if, if, if at HTC... If I wanted to introduce something significant that was sort of new in this church, whatever it might be, and if we had on the church council, if we had a vote and it was 51% to 49%, I wouldn't continue. I wouldn't continue. I'd wait to have more people supportive of the way forward before continuing. And that is what the bishops are supposed to do. That they're supposed to have a two-thirds majority, but sadly they, they ignored that. In Synod, there were a number and number of people that were calling it, and, and I've got to say, sadly, I agree with them. There were people in Synod calling it an abuse of process and an abuse of power. And really, this is the danger. The danger is we now have a Church of England that is divided right down the middle and with no settlement agreed of how we can all go forwards peacefully. And I, like so, so many others, I love the fighting to cease. I want us to be focusing on Jesus, uh, to be focusing on Jesus' mission. But my fear is this decision in Synod is just prolonging the fighting. And that is the danger. Uh, and yet in the midst of this crisis, there is also the Chinese character of opportunity. An alliance of traditional Catholics and conservative evangelicals and charismatics have come together along with a whole host of dissenting bishops. You know, really those, the people sort of making up that 49% that of synod and quite frankly, including most of the largest growing churches in the Church of England. And I'm a part of that alliance. And it's been so encouraging this last week to see so many people, including many of those bishops, uh, speaking so courageously at Synod. Back in February, it was just four uh, bishops that were opposing the way things were going. Uh, but now, this last week, it's around 12 or 14 of them. And this alliance, it's, it's, it's not saying, you know, the Church of England is shifting, so we better leave. No, quite the opposite. This alliance is saying we are the ones who are keeping with the teaching and the practice of what the Church of England has always stood on. If anything, it's the others who are departing from that. So we're not going anywhere. And we're praying for a peaceful way forwards for all and for the renewal of the Church of England. So if that's something of the sort of danger and the opportunity, what does that actually mean for us? You know, what does it mean at the local level for HTC? Well, in many ways... Not much. 
you know, we will continue to focus on Jesus. We, we will continue to focus on our vision of seeing every life bearing fruit for Jesus. We will continue to, be, to look to be a church community that is encouraging radical Christian inclusion and radical Christian holiness. Uh, for those of you who are here, and some people here, you may be saying, you know, can I be in a Church of England church if the Church of England as a denomination shifts from what the Bible teaches? And if you're thinking that, I just want to assure you that we as a local church, we are firmly sitting under Scripture. And for that matter, we are sticking with the teaching of the church down the ages and across the majority of the globe. But please, please, if you want to chat through it, please do come and chat more if you'd like to. We are not going to be using these prayers of blessing for same-sex couples here. None of us who are ordained here at HTC wish to use them, and the PCC supports this. And what we've done is we've spoken with the diocese that the extra amount that we financially give to the diocese above our own costs here at HTC, we will continue to give that because we believe it is right for us as a larger church to be generous to smaller churches who don't have so much resources. But that, that extra amount, that extra amount will go to help support churches that have a similar outlook to HTC. And then for, for, for those of you sort of, maybe you're saying actually, sort of if you like on the other side, what, what do I do if I hold a different theological view on this? What do I do then? You know, a few may be even thinking, am I welcome here? Do I want to be a part of HTC? And again, I just want to emphasize, if that is you, I want to say so clearly, everyone is so welcome here, whatever your theological view. And it is not something that I want us to have to speak about more than is necessary. I want us to be focused above all on Jesus. I want us to be focused on worshipping him. I want us to be focused on sharing him with the world around us. We're thinking about Christmas. That's what I want us to be focused on. But part of that is letting his word, the Bible, shape all of our lives. And I guess, um, really, for perhaps for far more of us, perhaps we're just feeling a little confused about what to think theologically. It's a, it's a really complicated whole issue to think through. And maybe there's people here just thinking, actually, I just want to spend a bit more time thinking through this area. And if you uh, particularly are wanting to know what do I think, you may not be wanting to know that at all, that's absolutely fine, but if you do uh, want to know what I think, um, I, I did a sermon on this about three or four years ago. Uh, we've put it to the top of the talks pages on our website, and if you go there on the website, you can have a listen to that if you would find that helpful. But I want to say, please, 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 please do come and chat to me, or, or come and chat to one of the people that we're going to have on the screen just coming on now. If you have got any questions at all about this, you know, if you want to say, well, hang on a moment, what about this? If you, want to, if you want to talk with someone, if you want to make a challenge, if you want to discuss, um, that is totally, totally fine. Please do come and chat to one of us. Um, as I finish, I, I want to speak um, to one group. I want to tell one story, and I want to share one Bible verse. So first of all, I, I want to speak particularly to those in our church who are gay. I want to celebrate you. I want to thank God for you, and I want to thank you that you are part of HTC. I want to say sorry to you where we've got things wrong, 
I want to reiterate that it must be so difficult for you with all this debate that's been going on and on and on in the Church of England that you start feeling like other people think you're a problem to be solved rather than a person to be loved. I want to thank you for being heroes of the faith and I want to say again, you are so welcome here and so loved. At HTC, I know that there are people here who are gay who hold a traditional view, that sex is only for marriage between a husband and wife, and there are those here who hold a progressive view too. And if you're in the second category, I recognize that you may find it difficult that we won't do prayers of blessing a same-sex relationship here at HTC. And of course, I understand if you find that too difficult. But my hope and my, my deep, deep prayer is that you know that we will still love you, we'll still care for you, we'll still pastorally support you, and we'll still look to point you to Jesus just as we look to do with every single person in this church family. And again, if you would like to talk anything through at all, please, 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 would you come and chat to me? I'd be so, so grateful if you did that. And then I wanted to tell you a, a, a short story. This is something that just happened just a couple of weeks ago. There was a meeting a couple of weeks ago um, of lots of archbishops and bishops across um, the globe in the Anglican Communion. So people from all around the world in the Anglican Communion that the Church of England is a part of. And in this meeting, I wasn't at this meeting, but I was told about it. Um, there was an archbishop from Nigeria who was there. And this archbishop from Nigeria, he started speaking in this meeting about the vital impact that William Wilberforce, the Clapham sect, HTC, had on bringing the gospel to Nigeria all those years ago. And particularly, he spoke about the life of the first ever, uh, first ever African bishop, A.J. Crowther, and the impact that this church had. A.J. Crowther, who was rescued from slavery after the abolition of the slave trade, who came to faith through the Church Mission Society, which was founded by the Gladham sect, and A.J. Crowther, who set up the Anglican Church in Nigeria with Henry Venn, who was the son of John Venn, who was the rector here. And in this meeting two weeks ago, this, this Nigerian archbishop, he spoke of the gratitude of millions of Nigerians, their gratitude for the Church of England and the ministry of HTC all those years ago. But then he also spoke of the grief of millions of Nigerians, that that same Church of England is now in such disunity and disarray. And at that moment, in that meeting two weeks ago, at that moment, a retired Church of England bishop spoke up. And he told all of those people, those bishops and archbishops that were assembled from all around the world, uh, that retired Church of England bishop told them the story of HTC today. And they told them about my part in this alliance. And he told them all, he said to them that today, just as back in Wilberforce's time, that HTC is proving an encouragement around the globe for the cause of Jesus Christ. And so really, I just want to thank you. I want to thank each one of you 
for your part in being an encouragement to so many today, brothers and sisters in Christ, that live so, so far away from here. And then finally, I want to share a Bible verse. Please, please remember, in the midst of these divided times, in the midst of thinking, whatever your theological view may be, in the midst of thinking, what on earth is going on in the Church of England? It's a very good question. Please, would you remember Jesus' words? Jesus' words that he spoke in Matthew chapter 18. Jesus said this. He said, I will build my church. Jesus said, I will build my church. That's his truth. That's his promise. Jesus didn't say, I might build my church. He said, I will do it. He promises he will build his church, and it is his church, not ours. Jesus didn't promise that it would be the Church of England that he'd always build. And you know, the Church of England at the moment is looking on on pretty shaky foundations, divided right down the middle. But you know, I have got a feeling that Jesus Christ is not done with the Church of England yet. And I am trusting that Jesus will keep building his church because that is what he said he will do. I am trusting that Jesus will keep building people who love him and look to follow him. And I'm praying that he might yet still bring renewal in the Church of England and revival in this land. So if you would, uh, let's pray, shall we? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you will build your church. Lord Jesus, thank you that we've seen that building happening here at HTC over the last years. And thank you that we can look back at all the ways you built your church through Wilberforce and the Clapham sect. Jesus, we thank you that you're on the throne. And we thank you that though we don't know what to do in so many areas, Lord, even though we, we, we long that the Church of England would not be divided down the middle, Lord, we thank you that we do know we can look to you and we can have our eyes on you. So Lord God, please, would you guide us in the right way forwards Lord, would you enable by the power of your spirit leaders to stand firm on you and your ways. And Jesus, we pray that we might see renewal in the Church of England where it is so, so needed. And we pray that here at HTC that we may know you keeping us and protecting us in all that lies ahead. Jesus, we pray this for your glory and your glory alone. Amen. 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 Thank you so much um, for listening to that. I'm aware it's a, you know, it's a subject that um, has all sorts of emotions. Different people have different views. So I just thank you so, so much um, for listening to that.